12 and Sol Dajar we're jumping right into the first of the seven areas which Rabbeinu Bachir is going to take us through and describe each area of our life, how the Bitachan is meant to be and how it's going to look. And the first of the seven areas is within the physical realm of our life, which is the Olam Haza, anything that's connected to our bodily needs. And he says the following, he says that you should know that anything connected to you is really predestined and pre-decided by the Abishter. But he, still, the Abishter commands us, we have to do effort, we have to do our Ishtadlis. And he goes through, specifically, that our life, our death, our, our food, our sustenance, and our parnasa, our clothing, our house, where we're going to live, our health, and our sickness, and our midas, everything is from the Abishter and predecided. However, we have to rely on that, and we need to keep in mind that, first of all, we need to rely on the Abishter, that the Abishter knows whatever he decided for us is really, because ultimately this is for your best. And... You should always have to remember that nobody can harm you without the decisions of the Abishter, without the Abishter being behind it. And just like people don't control your life, and only the Abishter decide when a person is born and when a person passes on. Same deal really is with Parnassan. A person has to, therefore, he, this is the belief system. This is how a person's emona has to look. And with this in mind, that the Abishter is the only one in control, and the Abishter, whatever he decides, is really for your best, now the Abishter requires your hishtadlis. That you should look and, so to speak, put in effort to find whatever you consider the best way to reach your parnasa or to reach your your keep yourself healthy. Now we're focusing the ikra on your body, and they, and once you do your part, the Abishta will do whatever is best in his eyes. So, for example, even though you know that your death is in the hand of the Abishter, but you need to work to find food. You can't say, you know what, the Abishter could keep me alive even without food. So what do I need to eat? If the Abishter wants me alive, he'll keep me alive. No, the Abishter relies on us. And not, now we're moving on, still in the context of bodily needs, we're moving on from food to sakanas, to hazards. A person is not allowed to put himself in danger, and he's not allowed to say, you know what, if the Abishter wants, I'm going to drink poison. I'm going to fight, whether it's lions or jump into the sea or into fire. And if the Abishter wants to keep me alive, he'll keep me alive. One is not allowed to do that, and he goes through extensively and says the following, that if um, he's not going to be saved and he dies, then he's going to be held to account for this. He's going to be considered and he's going to be held responsible. Just like, just like anyone that kills someone else and he says even more. Now, this is even though the Abishter decides when you die, but if you were the one that brought yourself to that point, you're going to be held accountable more than a regular murderer. And he gives two reasons, twofold, the reason for this. One is because, really, the Abishter embedded in nature a compassion for people that are closer to him and for relatives even more. And therefore, you overrode not just killing another person, you killed the closest person to you, which the Abishter gave you the closest feelings to, which is the person himself. That's the first reason. The second reason is because you had responsibility for your for your death and for your shlichus, for your calling in life. And, there, and he gives an example for a, a servant that was placed at a post by his master, by the king, and told him that, you know, you have your responsibility to keep, to keep guard over here. And not only, in our case, they should give us this shlichus in life, a person not only was mafkir, his part and his, his position and his post, he also he is considered rebelling in the Abishter by putting himself in Sakana and endangering the big master plan of the Abishter. And Rabbeinu Bachi goes through extensively a, a powerful riot from Shmuel Anabi that a person is not allowed to 
even when when he brings a ride from Shmuel Navi, that even when the Eibushet told him to do something, Shmuel Navi came and came back to the Eibushet and said, "I'm afraid to go because I'm placing myself in danger." And so he says that when the Eibushet sent Shmuel to anoint David Melch and to go to Yishai's house to crown him as king, so he was very afraid of Shmuel, the existing king of Bnei Yisrael. And the Eibushet accepted that. The Eibushet didn't consider that a lack of bitachin. And the Arayah, the Eibushet gave him a, a, a cover-up story, and they just said, "Go with a carbon and make as if you're going to be." Was Eglas Bakr as a carbon, and the Abishad didn't rebuke him the way the Abishad did by Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to go to Parai, the Abishad said, Me some Pella Adam, the Abishad rebuked Moshe Rabbeinu. And now he says, We, how much more so we have to learn a Kolskim of Kavachim, how much more so us that if Shmuel, that the Abishad commanded him to go, he still was afraid and they and, and that was the right thing to do, and he shouldn't place himself in Sakana. We, that we weren't commanded specifically by the Abishad to get into danger. We put, if a person puts himself in danger by his own choice, how much more so he's going to be held accountable. This is all if he's not saved and he talk dies. Even if he does get saved, he will lose if he does get saved, he's losing all the merits that he already has from all his from all his mitzvahs, etc. As the Gemara and Shabbos says that because maybe a nest will not happen to him. And if a nest does happen to him, you knock him it's gonna it's gonna take down from his account of Schosen. Moving right on, so just as he has to believe this way in regard to guarding the sanctity of life and staying away from things that can harm him and kill him. Same too, the same belief system and hand in hand with the bitachin has to apply also in the realm of health, clothing, food, and his character. That the shtadlos must happen. That means he must put in his effort, even though he knows that it's not going to make any change and any difference. And it's not going to change from what the Ebershah decided, just as we know. And now we're going to zero into his livelihood and his now. So we know that that when a yid plants, he believes still in the which means he plows, he sows, he waters his plants, he, take, he, he takes out the weeds, he prunes it, and still he relieves in the Ebershah that the Ebershah is going to make it grow, the Ebershah is going to guard it, and from all disaster. And he can't, on the other hand, even though he knows he knows he's relying on the Abishter, and the Abishter's will is going to pull through regardless, still he's not allowed to leave him, leave his job and his work because he believes in the Abishter. Because the the this this belief it applies not only, and this belief applies not only to a person that's planting, but in all other all other businesses, all other crafts, that they should rely on their they should rely on the fact that the panasa is totally in the hands of the Abishter, and he. Can um, he can feed them and and uh, sustain them in any way the Abishai wants, and still they're doing their part within their work. Now, together with that, he has to remember always that he that when that this hashtadlos, all the means that he's investing in and working on, that they should taka help him. This this um, this is taka, the means that the Abishai told him to invest in, but that's not what's bringing him the success. He cannot rely on those means. Really, he relies completely and trusts completely in the Abishai, and. In this, when we're, we're thinking about this, this is primarily about food, uh, moving on directly into Parnassah, into his livelihood and his work, if he's successful or if he's not successful. So let's take a look. How does he, what should be his perspective in each one of them? If he's successful, so, and he talk, his his uh, labor brings fruit and uh, bears fruit and he talk, succeeds, then he shouldn't rely on it and rejoice in it Rather, he should, because if he does, he's going to rely, he's going to lose his trust in Abishai. He starts believing in the power and the might of his hand and his success and his in his craft. Rather, he believes completely on the Abishai, and he should he should remember that in the, the, all his efforts cannot bring him something that the Abishai did not decide in beforehand, and therefore he shouldn't rejoice 
in the work, rather rejoice in the Abister and thank the Abister that you give that all his uh, toiling and all his hard work actually bore fruit and came to fruition in food, practically. Otherwise, really, the Abister could have had him work and still give him his food in a different way and he wouldn't see the success. And therefore, he, he quotes what a, a righteous man, a chassid, once said that I, I, it's wondrous. I notice a person that is giving to his friend something that he was destined to give to his friend and he had, the Abister decided he's going to have to give it to his friend and still, and friend A requires the, the giver requires that the receiver thank him and appreciate him and he says even more, I'm even more wondrous and even more amazed by the fact that a person that he receives his parnasa, he gets his livelihood from someone that was forced to be coerced by the Abishter. He has to give it to him. And still he annuls himself before him and uh, and uh, believes, so to speak, that that person has some control over his livelihood. Parenthetically, it's good to point out that Rabbi Yaakov Emden disagrees with this point and says that uh, Rabbi Machim made a mistake. A person has to be makir with the person that gives him parnasa. Other Mepharshim say, no, the intent of Rabbi Machim here is not uh, not to give a curse to the person that's helping him, rather he has to, he, his Iker thanks should really be towards the Abishter because that's his perspective. Really, the Abishter is what's making it happen. The Abishter gave him so together with the Abishter is, it tells him to, to thank the, the person that's giving it to him. And it's also from the Abishter. Now, this is all if he succeeds or he's getting his Parnassah through someone else or he's getting his Parnassah and through his toiling and that's what actually brings him the success. What happens if he's not successful? Zakta, if he's not successful, through the means of his work. So it's one of two. Either his Parnassah is already by him, and therefore the Abish just need to give him a new. It's already on its way. Or the Abishter relies on the fact that it's going to reach you in a different, uh, through a different channel that you didn't try yet. So what should you do meanwhile? If you see it's not being successful, and you know the Abishter is giving it to you regardless, what does the Abishter want to see from you? So you still need to work and toil in a way that's going to re- bring you parnasa through your hishtadlus, through your efforts. And the main thing is you're not allowed to be lazy. And, and you have to continuously search for a work that's going to still follow the guidelines and and uh, and fit for your character, for your physical might, and for your emona, which means it's not a stereo to, to it doesn't get in the way to things that you believe. And also, if it goes, it fits with your elamba, that means it goes alongside with your service of the abister. And he's sure, together with searching this parnasa and searching these these means and doing his ishtadus all the time, he knows that it's the abister is not going to leave him in his time of need. The abister is who he's relying on and he's it's going to turn out for the best age is going to make sure he has the sustenance whether through his work or whether a different way now we're going to move on to health and sickness and how what's the proper perspective a person should have in on one hand working and and doing his establishment on the other hand relying completely on the abister so in, in regard to health and sickness he's relying on the abister that the a and he that the abister is the one that dictates how healthy he'll be how sick he'll be etc together with that he still invests in continue in keeping his well-being and his, his strength and he remembers two things first of all that the abister um, he, he he on one hand cures himself in whatever ways generally people go about keeping healthy or curing themselves or push or keeping away from themselves different sicknesses on the other hand he doesn't believe in these methods he believes that really the only koyach that has to save him is the abister the the really these means of whether it's health or curing, don't really have the koyach to either uh, cure him or to harm him. Not the sickness could harm him, not the medicine could save him. It's really the Abishter. When he say when he does 
follow this path, says Rabbi Machie, the Abishter will talk to cure him, either through this method of, of um, curing, either through this medicine, or even through something that can seemingly harm him. The Abishter may decide to use that as a method to actually cure him and strengthen him. As he brings four examples, he brings from Elisha that took uh, took uh, salty water and not clean water, and uh, he, he cured through that. Or Moshe Rabbeinu threw a bitter stick, he threw into the water by Mara and cl- cleansed the water, or Chizkiyo, that had his leprosy, and uh, the Navi put on him um, uh, the fresh figs that are very, that, that really they could even harm a person that has healthy skin, cold skin, someone that has leprosy or has wounds. And, and he has to remember together with that, that still, despite all his efforts in health and in curing himself, Begashmius, really, it's he should not rely in any way on these actual physical cures and uh, neither on the doctors, rather only on the Abishter, as one should learn from the fact that Asa was sick by his feet and his Einish was that he relied completely on doctors and not on the Abishter.